Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show, which was very racing heavy because it was Gold Cup Day at Cheltenham. And, mm. of course, uh, you'll know all about that by now. So what we brought you was some of our regular Friday highlights, which uh, included, of course, um, Martin Kellner with a week of sport on TV. Uh, you're going to have to light your telly for this particular podcast because Mike Ward looked at the non-sporting telly. We squeezed <laughs> right. in some football chat uh, and other matters around that as well when we had a chance to speak. And we've got an extra special <laughs> clip for you as well. We've got another clip, Andy, haven't we, coming up? Uh, a little yeah, bonus yes. clip at the end. So, uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Are, are you pleased with the draw, the Jose Derby? Well, I am, because obviously it means avoiding City and Bayern, and mm. you can't play them until you get to the final. And yeah. Obviously, that's... that's that's a long way off, but and, and uh, Bayern and PSG will take each other out, one of them. So, yeah, it's, it couldn't have been a better draw for Chelsea, really. And they played very well against Atletico. That's they did. A, possibly their best performance of the season, I thought. They and Porto playing a very similar way. So you've kind of beaten, you've beaten a superior Porto uh, already. So mm. that does bode very well. You're going to have to have a very bad couple of nights, I think, to lose to Porto. So, uh, yeah, good draw. There's some fascinating games. I mean, it was an interesting draw. PSG Bayern is, mm. is a sensation of course isn't it mm. so should be good that definitely. yeah anyway no, I'll yeah, just, I'll I, get... I saw the last half hour of your game oh, and yeah. all the extra time oh, go on then what is it I don't know you have to kind of <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go on for ages because it's the same conversation but that was a new low but you have to see it through the prism of what Hugo Lloris uh, said when the subtext yeah, of that, that felt was damning, wasn't oh it, it was yeah. incredibly damning I was talking about sort of factions in the dressing room fringe players kicking off because they're not getting games it, it, it sort of smacked with this cliques in the dressing room and of course it's the job of a management team to deal with stuff like that but when you've got a very divisive management style I guess that that sort of thing could possibly arise but I mean it, it also smacked to me of Hugo thinking well I won't be here next year I'll be at PSG I won't have to put up with this anymore <laughs> it is um, it is a bit of yeah. a sorry mess and I think you kind of it's not just the manager the players were terrible last night but it goes deeper than that our old mate um, Crackers I, I thought um um, there was a good, a good tweet from him last night, uh, Richard Cracknell, fellow Spurs fan and podcaster. He said, the problem is... He's, oh, no, that's not the one I wanted. Let me if I can find that right tweet. It was very <laughs> good. Is you can't yes. find the right tweet. <clears throat> that's one of the biggest problems. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure. He says, Jose isn't the man as he can't get them playing. We bring in a new man. He can only improve us to a point with the current squad. The squad won't drastically improve to a new level. The new man could potentially take us to as the board 
don't go that extra step. And I think he's renamed the club badge to Dare is Too Dear. And that, that has been, <laughs> which is brilliant, which has been the problem, I think. You know, you've got, mm. you've got a chairman that wants the glory, but not at the expense of even coming close to it affecting the bottom line. I think you've got an overall owner in Joe Lewis who's not particularly interested in the glory at all. So they make great hard and fast business decisions. We have a wonderful training ground, a wonderful stadium. But beyond that, it's... Um, it's interesting. It's, Teams have gone on winning runs and, and then losing runs. I mean, before you played Arsenal and Zagreb, hmm. you were looking really good. I was thinking, Plummer, they're going to make a run for top four. They're, yeah. they're really playing well. And they, but it's been that sort of season. It's the oddest season. Team, You know, Chelsea were pathetic. They started great. Then they were absolutely ludicrous. Now they've been unbeaten in 13 games. It's a, just the maddest season. So there you go. I did. I must just say, I, I love the reaction from the listeners to yesterday's birthday spread. <laughs> One bloke, Jonathan Bennett, compared yeah. your dark arts to those of Atletico Madrid. Well, that's a bit hard. I'm well, wearing my black suit I today. <laughs> wearing my black suit and my black tie. <laughs> oh, you psyched him out so well. It was so yeah. funny. But I loved I loved this tweet. It really made me laugh. You may not get it automatically, mm. but it says, it's before the competition. This bloke said, good luck to Max, the Washington Generals of the birthday spread. I did. Washington ex- Generals, yeah. you know that. I explained it to Max on air. <laughs> It came in quite early, and I, I gave him a, a crash course funny. in the in the Washington uh, General. So anyway, look, I won't, I won't bore you with Spurs. We'll, we will crack on. We'll have a chance to look at the Euro draws the a little bit later on, but there is something fundamentally up there, uh, which the captain has revealed. So we'll see what else I've got happens to just show you this. That. I'm very excited because I've uh, I ordered some gold leaf in my. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know I do all the Salt Bay video, so I did mm. I, I gold leafed a Malteser and chopped it in half like him. Oh, that's very British. clever. How much are you paying for? Gold leaf these days is it expensive? Yeah, it was quite expensive, and it's so difficult to use. So, does it make anyway, your food taste I'll, any I'll better? Put it on you, TikTok, if, if anybody wants to follow, I could do with it going viral. Okay, so that you're, they're all on there, all my Salt Bay videos. Andy Jacobs eight. I've done a bit of a oh, okay, fair blimey, is he wants to become an influencer? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now, throughout the week, we've been able to catch up in some ways virtually with uh, people we often uh, see while we're at the Cheltenham Festival. We normally bring you the four days live from the course. Of course, we couldn't do that this year. And somebody who's become a bit of a fixture over the last few years is our next guest. He often joins us on Gold Cup Day. He is Neil Phillips, the wine tipster. I think it's fairly self-explanatory what he does. Um, Good afternoon, Neil. (laughs) Good afternoon, boys. Great to be on. It's great to be joining you again. I mean, it's normally a busy busy week for you, this, Neil, isn't it? You kind of, I mean, you can tell us what you do. You work in many of the hospitality areas, kind of talking to people about wine, and you are a good tipster, so hopefully finding them a few winners as well. So (laughs) so, this this must be a bit of a blow for you, this, this week. Yeah, it's certainly been different. I mean, because I would be on course first thing, you know, do some breakfast stuff and media-wise, and then I'd be going around all the restaurants, you know, the key restaurants like Chez Roux, for example, talking to all the guests about the food and drink, as well as marking the card as well, and taking in all the atmosphere at the home and jump racing. Having said all that, what a week of racing we've had, though. We've had some mm. brilliant, brilliant performances, haven't we, really? We have, and uh, we like this section as well, but it's always a pity when it appears in the first hour of the show because it does limit how much you can drink. But you did send, uh, kind enough to send us three uh, lovely examples. Uh, I tried a bit of the rosé last night. Tell us a bit about it. It's an organic wine, I think. Yes, that's right, Andy. I, I knew you'd be, it's good to have, good, I knew you'd be, I, I, I sent some, I said, look, these guys really get into their wines. So Chateau Leoub, Provence, mm. organic, 
owned by Lord and Lady Bamford. They're big on racing. They've got a runner today as well. So they're, you know, they've, they've got lots of involvement in racing. But this is, I'm sure you agree, grade one mm. rosé. I do. What are, you, what are you getting, Andy? You get, get, I'm getting strawberries, a bit of peach. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> <often> getting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much <laughs> to get him drunk. Hope. Yeah, uh, this, no, this it's is really nice. I, I yeah. like the organic side of it because often I find rosés can give me a bit of a headache. But I had some of this last night, took the liberty of opening it before you came on, and uh, it was very pleasant and had a very pleasant effect. So yeah. I'd recommend that one. So how do you select your wines, Neil? How does that work? When you, uh, I mean, I know you like to, you've talked about this before, you, you can't go British if you can. We're going to come on to that in a minute, aren't we, with a, with a sparkling. Yeah. But you try and go British if you can and champion British wines. Yes, I try, yeah, try and do a range report because, I mean, you, you've got to, people want, some people want Chardonnays, they want Sauvignon Blancs, but they also want to see some other different things as well. And no doubt with British wines as well, we've got this Nitimba classic cuvee sparkling, which we'll taste in a moment. But clearly there's been, in, you know, there's so much more interest in terms of British wines now as well and people's recognition of that. And that's been working around the race course. It will work again, for sure. So we need to represent that both from a sparkling point of view and also a still wine point of view as well. Because we have, you guys have tasted before, good English still white as well, which I've shown you before from Bolney Estate. You know, it's there's a lot of great things happening. Did you, by the way, um, I just need to check, was this this Snide Timber open last night as well, or has it just been out? No, unfortunately yeah, it wasn't, it, it, and, it, it, and, I'm, and I'm not it. opening it now either, because oh, well, it's too I've, nice. I've had a drop. It I can't open it just good. for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make it's, the end of the show. It's just him and his but missus it, in it, lockdown. She's not <laughs> drinking, so you don't want him You don't want him two <laughs> bottles in, Neil. Not at five to four, singing Danny Boy. It wouldn't but be it's great. got a good <laughs> reputation, hasn't it, this English champagne? And you were very kind as well. I mean, I'm a big fan of the old single malts, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are too. And you sent us a Glenn Farkless, and, and uh, I am going to try Oh, he's on the malts now. Look, I, even I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not in the malts at quarter two. But I have had well, that before. Oh, it, it is very oh, good. That's good. And that's very got, nice. Glenn Farkless has got a racing connections, of course, uh, hasn't yes. it, Neil? Yes. Yeah, they sponsor the cross country race yeah. on the Wednesday at the festival, and they've had that connection for a long time. And it and it's great, really, because you know it's it's six generations of the family. They like the association; it's a good one. And I, I agree. As a ten year old malt, and this is the sort of ten year old malt, by the way, that for some people who haven't tasted malt whiskey before, this is a real aperitif style. The of and Jacobs by the way, guys, I, I've got all my salmon here and the cheeses and the biscuits. You know, oh. I'm... Neil, sadly we're out of time because we've the got to go racing again. Jacobs we've got another race Daily coming up. Podcast. Lovely to talk to you. Hopefully we'll see you in the flesh uh, next year. Great to be on, boys. Thanks a lot. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Once again, Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly are your commentary team. And uh, mm. Lizzie, were you able to transfer your knowledge from the weighing room to the uh, the bookies. I mean, are you a good tipster generally? Well, I had my um, second lifetime bet the other day. Right. That was that no. was okay. I I picked out black tears on the first day. Wow. What um, made you go for that then? Just two bets in your whole life. What what was that about that horse that you thought I've got to get on it? I can't really remember. <laughs> it was like months well, ago. as a jockey, of course. As a yes, jockey, did, of yeah. course, uh, Portie wasn't allowed to. Bet. Oh no, of course. <laughs> No, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I know that, but I mean, post <laughs> post uh, riding, you can, can't you? Of course. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's never really been something that interests me. I, in a way, mm. the gamble is sort of what you're doing on the race course. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm trying to get a bit more involved. I probably won't do another bet until next year. I wouldn't have thought until well, the that's very Tuesday. Responsible. It is. <laughs> well, I've, I've had uh, I've had 41 bets this week. 
for very small amounts. Well, that, that yeah. responsibly, Andy, I've told you, they've yeah, all been I very have. responsible, haven't they? Yes. Well, I've had 20, 21 winners, mate. 21 wins and places. He's on have fire. You? Yeah. Right, sorry, sorry, that was a bit, bit of a shock in my voice yeah, there. I backed, honestly, yesterday I backed four winners yesterday, but I forgot. I've got so many things going and so many little bets. I forgot <laughs> to back one of them, which won. So I only oh. had three winners on the day. That was quite annoying, actually. Okay, but if you don't back them, it's not technically a winner. It's <laughs> well, basically a horse that won. It's on my list. Oh, well, that's a lot of good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. When no, they come yeah. round and take your house I back. couldn't believe I watched the race. I got so excited. And then when I, I thought, when I was waiting for the winnings to come in, I was going, what's happened here? And I realised I hadn't <laughs> anyway. actually put it on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. 
you know, in in advance of the uh, hmm. obituary uh, piece. So it's called uh, Life in the Fast. It's on BBC iPlayer. But um, Murray Walker uses an expression, it's so long since I've heard it, I, I almost uh, automatically said, there's one for the teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> because he was talking about James Hunt was trying to chip in on one of his commentaries and he didn't want to relinquish the mic. Mm. And James Hunt was trying harder and harder to get hold of the mic. And um, Murray Walker in this uh, reminiscence said, uh, so I pulled my arm back and I was just ready to give him a Forpney one. <laughs> You don't hear that anymore. Motti has told us about it. It obviously was the system that was used in commentary because Motti has told us about this with Jimmy Hill, where once you get once Jimmy got the mic out, yeah, and you'd never get it back again. So, (laughs) but I mean, obviously these days there is that understanding, that chemistry between commentator and co-commentator, and hopefully they know instinctively when to come in when the gaps. But to have one microphone and fight over it does seem quite an odd thing to do, doesn't it? It was odd, but it was you know that sort of um, you know the sort of dichotomy between the two of them actually very well in you know in Formula One comedy. Well, it obviously worked well because it worked for about uh, eight or nine years. I think they they shared the mic. He was also the voice voice of Rory the racing car, right. which must be. 25 years old because I remember watching that on children's TV with my uh, with my kids so that was a, a nice memory and of course I mean there were so many great memories of um, uh, of Murray Walker and I didn't realize that he and his father were the only father and son commentating team that unless you boys know better oh. because they commentated on what was then called scrambling what's now called motocross mm. Uh, and they both, uh, Graham Walker, who was a, a, a motorcycling champion, uh, who was Murray Walker's father, they commentated together on that wow. uh, scrambling. I'm used going to be on a, sorry? Rupert and Ollie Bell. Oh, Rupert, yeah. Well, yes, of course, That's Rupert and Ollie Bell Very well done, Andy. You've brought that right up to date. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a David Letterman clip of Murray on The Letterman Show. Um, have you seen it, Martin? I've not seen it. It's that. good. The, it's the, great. The one... And he almost does a, a top ten of Murrayisms, and, and, and Murray joins in. Because, uh, it, obviously, it feels a bit weird from his point of view, because, you know, uh, but it, it works very well. It's worth checking out. I think anything with Letterman's worth uh, yeah. worth checking out. I mean, it just shows how savvy the producers of that show were to, you know, how they were sort of scouring the world for amusing ideas because mm. Murray Walker wouldn't have been very well known in the States no. at all, would he? I wouldn't have no. Thought. We sh- we sh- we're nearly out of time, so we should move on because you're going to tell us about Timber Sports, Martin. Yes, Timber Sports. Mm. This is on uh, Transworld Sport, which mm. is currently showing, you know, I love Transworld Sport, currently on Free Sports, uh, yeah. Channel 422. Uh, the exciting spectacle of Timber Sports uh, with a new event, the Four Nations Cup. Uh, the Four Nations Cup, it won't surprise you, uh, doesn't include the UK right. or any of the UK <laughs> nations as lumberjacking, not that big here. It's Australia, Switzerland, France, and Sweden. So it's, it's um, basically competitive lumberjacking. Competitive lumberjacking. Very interesting. They have an event called Springboard, mm. which you think is going to be, you know, swimming. No swimming there. What they do is, they, it's, it's very frightening, actually, because yeah. they, um, they get a big, there's a big trunk, obviously, a big trunk of a tree, mm. and they chip, uh, they chip a sort of V-shaped, uh, like a chevron in yeah. it. And then they put a springboard in it, and then the guy has to stand on the springboard and start chipping even higher. Wow. And when he's done that, they put another springboard on that. I mean, it looks oh, yeah, very, to... very dangerous. I mean, you don't even have to wear a check shirt. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, you must do, are... Martin. You must have you to should. wear a check shirt. You should. <laughs> you should. Do they eat their um, lunch and go to the lavatory? 
<laughs> Indeed. Yes. That's reference for the teenagers there. Mm. And uh, they stand on each springboard to get what the Americans like to call leverage, but what um, most people call leverage. <laughs> so they stand on the, they stand on the and then they chip another V out, and it goes higher and higher. And oh. you have to chip it out so accurately that the uh, the springboard will hold there. And it looks to me, you know, it's uh, it's not something I like to take up. But no, I, never, well, it seems in, in, in your dotage to go into uh, lumberjacking <laughs> sports would seem odd, <laughs> wouldn't it? Really, it like, yeah. just explain yeah. that to Mrs. K that I'm, I'm off now. I've got me lumberjacking sports no, lessons. So, I do think the whole concept, I won't keep you long now, I think the whole concept <laughs> mm. of um, using a profession, because obviously in those countries that they have to chop wood, yeah. um, you know, to build their, you know, their chalets or whatever the hell yeah. they're building there. <laughs> so, uh, they, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so chopping, chopping wood is very, very important. So it's, it's a job. Australia's it, moved on, you know. They've got brick-built buildings <laughs> and everything these days. They've got, well, oh, yeah, so they're not, it's not all log cabins anymore, Martin. It's, it's changed. Well, they've got a... They they need the wood. The, the point I'm making is, it's uh, it, it's a job based sport. It is. So your sport is your job. Yeah. And I just thought it'd be interesting, you know, to move it into other areas like competitive accountancy or something. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We'd all watch so that, wouldn't we? We would watch that. Or you yeah. know, say you're a, a product tester at Laboratoire Garnier or something. Yeah. <laughs> Do that competitively. Speed plumbing. Just an I'm idea. Speed plumbing. Speed plumbing. Well, speed plumbing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Once in a mad promotion at this uh, this particular. Stage, we, we had to take a yeah. boiler apart, but uh, they were different <laughs> different times. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. In the meantime, Andy, is there anything you want to share with the class? Well, uh, I, I don't know if you had him on, but I thought this was a lovely story. This the guy that. Uh, Won two hundred and fifty grand. Did you see? And he was on Envoy Allen yesterday. Yes, and, we uh, did see. He cashed they... out, didn't he? I mean, he would have made no, it about three hundred and twenty well. had Envoy Allen won. But it was. Uh, he said he was up at four, pacing around, wondering what to do. Yeah, what? A... But and I mean, he I think I think he was out. looking at him. I, I think he was quite a seasoned punter. I think he was a man who who knew his onions and and you know and knew, certainly knew brilliant, his stuff. Brilliant hacker for five quid. And uh, Nick uh, from the Bunburys, he's, he's grateful to the show because. Uh, he's been following tips from the programme all week and he's done very well as well. Really? So if only I had, do... Nick. No, it's very unlucky. <laughs> it's like it, I really? can sit here, yeah. all these experts telling me who's going to win, and I can take absolutely no notice of it at all. Another father and son commentary duo from Mark Fillmore. Uh, Martin oh, was yes. asking. What is it? Uh, Javid Meandad. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, come Mark, on. That's an old one. That's an old one, Mark. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We finished it, as always, with a look at some of the non-sporting TV. There's a lot of water ball sport, but you may just fancy a break. So here to mark your card is Brighton supporting Mike Ward. As we said, slightly less worried today than maybe he was a couple of weeks ago. Hello, Mike. I'm never less worried. It's at a certain level of worry that's yes, always there, but simmering I think, away. I think you're, you're that big win last week against Saints done you, done you a favour. I know, so. I know, I know. Uh, See. Tonight dominated by comic relief. Yes. It, really. Sorry, Andy. No, Andy said no, nothing. I, He's, he, I'm not going to say any, anything whatsoever. Yeah. I so basically I give like the money then, so I don't have to watch. Chewing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Andy's interesting take on, yeah, on I, a night of charity I TV. I have to say, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm kind of with him. As, as years hmm. goes by, I, 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 the only consolation is that nothing will ever, on Comic Relief by Night, be as bad as Richard Curtis's Four Weddings remake that they did a couple of years ago toe-curlingly, cringe-inducingly awful thing that it was. Um, So uh, we won't have that, but we will have Lenny Henry and Davina McCall, Paddy McGuinness, Alicia Dixon, David Tennant. 
not many comedians there, but there you go. Um, presenting the whole thing over the course of the night and various sort of um, stunts. So Dawn French turns up doing something, uh, a Vicar Dibley thing, and the Top Gear team are in it. Um, I don't know if it's always like this. Comic really seems to be more, not so much comedians as people sh- wanting to show their funny side. Oh. You know, so you know, mm. I don't. So, you know, Charlotte Church, for example, is in it, and the Reverend Kate Botley and uh, Jermaine Genus and Alex Scott and and Kira Knightley and all these people. You know, which is great. But I sort of kind of think of it more. <laughs> it wouldn't, as, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be much of a bill at jonglers, though. No, <laughs> that's that's what I think. You know, yeah. here's our funny side, which is absolutely fine. Whatever, yeah. as you say, pay. But the good thing is you can pay whatever you know if you want to if you want to uh, uh, contribute you pay your money and then hmm. you can switch over to watch the gadget show that's doing a thing about washing machines. Okay, well fair enough. Uh, Formula One Drive to Survive season three. You know what? I've not watched this, but I believe our producer has, and he's not a big F one fan, but he really likes this series. He says yeah. it's excellent. This is the thing. Nor am I. I mean, I'll be honest. I just never. I've never really taken to Formula One. It just doesn't do anything for me. But this is a brilliant series purely because ultimately it sort of takes you away from what you see if you just switch switch formula one on which can look like a lot of cars whizzing around um and actually just reminds you of the you know of the complexities of it the human drama the the politics you know with a small p behind mm. it and, and and everything that drives it and so yes it takes it and, and it sort of really really you know um focuses on the passion behind the whole thing and it makes it feel more human so uh, i guess that's why it's got a broader appeal so that's that's uh, available today on season netflix. three on yeah. netflix yeah um tomorrow yeah. Uh, the wall with danny dyer yes the wall the wall uh, wall um Mil- wall. the wall <laughs> as in mill wall yeah. it has to be doesn't it obviously yeah. Yeah. he um yeah. that's a big win a Some huge big huge win, tomorrow, win. i'm not allowed uh, i'm sworn to secrecy as to how much it is but it's a lot of money so right. okay. <laughs> and i was watching i actually got a, a sneak preview last night I thought, oh, i'm gonna see the big and they cut off the ending so even though i'm i'm telling you about it i'm not exactly sure how much these people do win but it is a big win uh and uh, it's something that um if you if you get caught up in the drama of of, of Danny Dyer's Saturday night game show. Mm. You'll love this. It's a couple of teachers from Essex competing for the prize money. Excellent. Um, it's the final of The Voice. Apparently, I've got, yeah. I haven't been watching, but uh, tell us more. Well, <laughs> what, what, what the copy and paste thing I've just put on my notes from, oh, okay, the, from the press enough. release. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. I gave up watching The Voice about two years ago. Um, yes, so it's basically the final four, two 18-year-olds. The oldest is, a team, uh, is, is uh, Hannah Williams, who's a mm. mother and full-time singer from Winchester. She's 38. Uh, she's Thirty-eight, mm. so she feels it could be her last opportunity to make it big. And so, if she feels it's her last opportunity to make it in the industry at thirty-eight, then I'm really stuffed. So, <laughs> well, are you looking to make it big in the industry? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Obviously, well, it could be your we all? T- could be your turn next. It could be. And Sunday, um, oh, yeah. it, again, you've got Midsummer Murders oh. on ITV, but that's not the big cop show well. kicking. Well, okay, we we could argue all day about that, <laughs> but I'm afraid it, it's going to lose out on, from my point of view yes. for the new series, The Line of Duty, and just. Uh, yeah, uh, Johnny Owen's got a, a line of duty mm. special on Sunday morning, where you'll hear from uh, the cast and Jen McCurio, the writer as well. So uh, yeah, that's a must listen if you love the will, series. As ever, be a lot of people talking. Uh, yeah, I mean it's two. It's near just like, just short of two years mm. since it was last on. Uh, you know, apart from the repeats, obviously. Uh, Kelly McDonald is is uh, you know in in the uh, in, in this new series. She joins as yet another copper who's sort of acting a bit shiftily, and you know, and you think mm, what's she really up to? So she's basically what AC12 are going to be investigating this time around. 
There's no mention at all, I can say, oh, I don't know, I can say, but I'm going to say it anyway, in the first episode of H, you know, the sort of mysterious this figure, oh, yes. the shadowy sort of corruption, <laughs> police corruption kingpin or whatever, who's been, whose identity has been the subject of speculation for about mm. four years now. Uh, so that'll probably crop up later on. But initially, that sets the scene. What's the, what is this person? What's, what's she all about? There is a twist and a surprise. There's always a twist. So I'm not going to say any more than that. But um, it's, it's up to the usual standard. Um, yeah, very so, good. Um, very good series. Well worth, well worth mm, watching. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah. it's a wonderful, wonderful television. I can't believe you didn't mention Gardeners World tonight. I know. Okay, you know let's go back quickly. I uh, should <laughs> say that's 9 o'clock I, BBC One on Sunday. Because I love that woman, Carol Klein. Yes. She's great. These flops. She I love like She's going to go headlong into the edge or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got great hair. I, um, it makes me nervous, though, because you sit down and you think, oh, I'll just go chill out in front of the Gardeners World because I'm that old. And then you think, oh, God, no, Monty's going to give us jobs for the weekend. Don't give us homework. I don't, yeah. No. I feel, you know, I mean, fortunately, my, my grass is made of plastic, so it's not too much of an issue, but, you know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. As promised, we have got a bonus uh, clip of the week for you, and it is uh, Nigel Botherway uh, chatting to a guest who did slightly labour the point. I presume you bought a, a cheap bivvy because flicking through, I read the picture caption, which I liked, our winter of discount tent. Very clever. Well, yes, it's spin on words um, from the famous Shakespeare quote, and uh, which, was, of course, was used in the... Uh, the Callaghan government's winter of discontent. Yeah, caption doesn't yes. work quite as well, mate, is it really, when you've got to explain it to that degree? <laughs> and we got it anyway, so yeah, thank we, you very yeah, much. Yeah. Oh, there we are. Anyway, there we are. Uh, Andy, we're back on Monday, aren't we? Yeah, looking forward to it. Lovely. Okay. Uh, hope uh, you'll have weekend. a great weekend, listeners. We will catch up with you next week. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.